what happens if you set your goals, super solid average goals, and then you don't hit those? That means you're below average, which really means you suck. Sorry, it's a get real show, people. If you set average goals, you don't meet them, you suck. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchin here. It's a good day already. I don't know why, but I feel like I should tell everybody why we call this the Get Real Podcast, because I don't think we really talk about that very much. Yeah, not often enough. Heather's like, what are you doing, Ron? This is not on script. We don't have a script. We call this the Get Real Show because we get real about stuff on here. And we just tell it how it is. Or at least we tell it how we see it. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, that's how it is. Isn't it, Heather? Yeah. And we have no script. So I think it's ironic that you said this isn't in the script. <laughs> we don't even edit this, you guys. I can count on like one finger how many times we've ever had to start the recording over because we just totally were discombobulated. So we just start recording and have fun. Yeah, we have a topic and we discuss it. Yep. We hope that you get a ton out of this. And we also take requests on the show. So if you have something you think that would be beneficial for us to talk about to help you personally, let us know. Yeah. We'll add it to the show and we'll do it. We've done that multiple times on here. We've had people email in and say, hey, why don't you talk more about this? Or you've never talked about this. And then we get on the show and look, there it is. Super fun. I agree. The topic that you asked for. (laughs) Well, we used to hold monthly club meetings. So we had them in Salt Lake City and a couple other places sometimes, but not as often. Salt Lake was steady every month. We'd feed everybody dinner. We'd have like an hour and a half meeting on different topics. And we had a lot of fun, but it became really difficult, like scheduling wise. And it was in the evening time away from our families. And this is a much broader reach And we get to interview people and talk about lots of things. And it's every week versus once a month. So this has kind of replaced our club meeting in a lot of ways. I mean, I say way more fun. It's not way more fun. There's just less preparation. A live show. Yeah. If you haven't done it, you can't understand the amount of work and effort involved in putting something like that on. True. If you have, you know exactly what the heck is going on behind the scenes. So this just requires less. And that allows us to do it every single week and come to you with a new topic, which today just happens to be goals. Yep. And we're not going to talk about vision. We've talked about vision. We're going to talk specifically about goals. And goals are how you reach your vision. They're the things, the stepping stones that get you to ultimately living your vision. Yeah. Maybe we just cover briefly, Ron, what a vision is though, for people that maybe haven't heard that episode. For those of you who have not listened to enough of the shows, okay, if you don't know what a vision is, you should look in the show notes because we're going to link into the show notes the episodes we did on vision specifically because they're really, really good. Mm -hmm. But briefly, a vision is how you want your life to not wife. I was going to say, did he just say wife? How you want your life. I mean, definitely you should have a vision for your wife. Or husband, spouse, whatever it is, right? I am loving this. This is get real right here. (laughs) I meant to say life, which includes significant others and everything else. Okay, so how you want your life to look, how you want your life to feel, how you want your life to be, financial, health, everything. 
and then what you want it to ultimately look like. Yes. And goals help you get there. And I think one thing you've taught me is setting your goals and just weighing it in the balance of your vision. If my vision is that I want to work less than 20 hours a week, right? It's not my vision, but if it is, if that's my vision, then... Heather would go mad. I would go mad. (laughs) But if that's what my vision was, and then I go over here and set a massive goal that's going to take me 40-hour work week, those are not congruent, right? So you want to kind of compare it to your vision or weigh it in the balance against your vision. So that way you make sure that you're not setting goals that are out of alignment. Yeah. It's like all the business owners that say that they're doing everything they're doing for their family and then they never spend any time with their family. Yes. Yes. Those are incongruent statements. Yep. And the vision helps you with congruency and it helps you also know what the goals ought to be to get you where you want to go. So a lot of times people set goals and they just come up with them. I don't even know where they come from. Just like somewhere, right? Just like they appear and they go, man, that's a great idea. And I'm sure you have done that. I've done that. Yep. I know Heather's done that. Like, I'm sure you've done that. And if you've done that, part of the problem with that is that it's hard to maintain throughout the year, throughout a quarter, a goal that you literally yanked out of your backside Yeah. with no thought. So let's talk a little bit about goals today. I am a firm believer, as Heather well knows, of setting really gigantic, out of control goals. And you spend a lot of time doing that. I do. That's true. Like really planning it out. So that's what we want to talk about too today is just getting into how that works. I think it's going to be really helpful for people. Yeah. So I take at least two days, sometimes more than that. And actually, I told you we weren't going to talk about vision today, but we are because right now I'm going to say during this time, I rewrite my vision every year from scratch. I don't use my old one and amend it. I write it from scratch every year. Generally, there's a lot of it that's the same. And then I sit down and I create goals that point me to that so that everything is congruent. And I do spend a lot of time. I spend a time alone doing this and I come out of it pretty fired up. So you don't do it with Bobby Joe by yourself? I do it by myself. Okay. And I encourage everybody in my family to do it by themselves. Hmm. It's cool because when you come together, you can see all the congruency hmm. and you can see the things that each person wants to do by themselves. And they actually do it? Like your kids actually do this? Yeah. Huh. I don't think I've ever said on the show, but we've got like this little Phillips family mastermind thing that we're doing. Oh, you haven't. Have I talked about that? No. Oh, that's really cool. Hmm. We started it because our kids are all adults. And they really wanted to understand what was happening at these masterminds that I go to. Because I come back from the masterminds, as Heather knows, and everybody on the team knows. Lacey was making fun of me yesterday about it. I come back from these with these great ideas, lots of vision, clear, defined visions, and super fired up. And it's because I'm hanging out with people who are the same. Like We're all going places, and we've got big plans. And when you're around smart people who are doing really cool things... It's easy to want to continue to keep doing really cool things. And so we created that for them. And one of the first meetings we have is on vision where we say, create this vision. We've been doing that for a few years, but this way they can come back. And what I do at these masterminds is I go there and I tell them where I'm stuck. Hmm. I think one of the things that people don't understand is that all the people that you see who are influencer, that's such a horrible word. Gosh. Well, just like really successful people probably. Okay. Thank you for saving me from even saying that. Just like, let's strike the fact that I even said that word. (laughs) What I meant to say was influential people, not the stupid influencers who 
do nothing but wake up and I'm just going to get in trouble if I keep on this path. <laughs> Influential people, successful people. I don't even know what the heck I was saying. Heather, what was I saying? That you look at these successful people, but they're roadblocks. Yeah. And see what influencers do to you people? That's what influencers do to you. <laughs> Completely jack with your brain. I think people feel like they have everything together and they never get stuck. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just not true. They might have a different sticking point than you, but they have sticking points. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. So the sticking points that people bring to my mastermind groups are different than the ones in the Phillips family mastermind. But it doesn't make any difference. Stuck is stuck. So I feel like we're going to have to go sidetrack. You're meeting with your Phillips family mastermind. How frequently? Well, we don't really have a frequency completely nailed down. Oh. It's been about once a month, but we started out like every other week just because it's kind of like they had homework. So it's a little different than a normal mastermind because there's education that goes into it as well. Um, but it's been really, really cool. I was just going to say... If you have adult kids and you haven't done something like this, you should do it. It's really cool. Hmm. Had one of their friends come. We're considering expanding it and having more people. It's super cool. And the young generation crave it. They want it so bad. And they're so smart. Good Lord. They're so smart. They're so far ahead of where I was. It's a proud father moment, right? And I think that we make fun of the millennials. What's the next generation after that? Uh, I don't even know. All the labels. We just really like to label. Whatever it is. We make fun of these people because they're all woke. But it's not true. Yeah. Not all of them are like the influencers I was talking about before. We have completely gone off the rails, Heather. We were supposed to talk about goals. It's okay. We're going to bring it back. So anyway, this mastermind group is great because they get to set goals based on their vision. And then they get to come and bring the problems that they're having with whatever it is they're working on. And then we get to talk through it. The cool thing is there's experience from the elderly. Hmm. And then there's also really cool experience from the youth, from the young adult people. And they're so smart. So it's really cool to see. It's been a lot of fun. That's really cool. They'll listen to this now and they're going to be like, you completely outed us on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you told them how smart they are, so they're not going to complain. It's true. 100%. And it's Gen Z. I had to look it up. It's Gen Z. That's what it is. Gen Z. Thank you for your research, Heather, for everybody. Yeah, you're welcome. But I think that I sidetracked us there because I think it's really cool to take the approach of pausing for a minute. We're recording this at the end of the year. It doesn't mean that this is something you only do at the end of the year, right? That you spend a minute, check in. We do this quarterly for the business. Yeah. The only way that you get all the way through a year and actually make it to the other side is that you check yourself all the way along. Yeah, exactly. So we do this weekly in meetings and then we do it quarterly as a company and then annually as a company where we do the same basic thing. We sit down and we create goals for the year yeah. based on what the vision of the company is. So it's the same thing in your personal life. Everything's the same. Yes. And I think there's a cool thing that's done weekly to follow up, which can be done as frequently as you want, really. But it's on track, off track. Mm -hmm. In our meetings, we follow traction and we say, are you on track or off track in this goal? <laughs> and you have to say it out loud yeah. to someone else, mm -hmm. which is amazing the impact. I mean, last episode, we talked about how you're doing a book, Ron, you're going to publish it and you gave a deadline for yourself and saying it out loud makes a big impact. And today talking to Heather and I'm like, my day completely blew up and I didn't get to work on my book. If today were the day that I was being graded, 
I would have to say I'm off track because my day completely blew apart this morning. Yeah. So in the event that you think that my day never blows apart, today my day blew apart and I haven't even touched my book today, which means I'm probably not going to get to because now I'm in my meetings of the day and I'm not going to be able to do it. So I missed today, which means I'm off track. I'm going to have to work harder tomorrow to get back on track. And that's the other piece of this, right? Is that people make goals, they completely underestimate how much effort it's going to take to actually reach the goal. Yeah. And it's one thing to set a big, huge, gigantic goal. And for some people, they set, quote, realistic goals, which I think is just means average, which means blah, like who cares? <laughs> but I think that the reason people do that is because it's safe. Mm. Because making a huge goal and then being off track, knowing you're off track. And I think psychologically, sometimes people feel like being off track, it demotivates them. Yeah. See, to me, it doesn't do that. I make this huge goal and it has to be huge for me. Otherwise, it's not motivating at all. Yeah, exactly. Because who wakes up and says, man, this year I have this drive to be average. <laughs> or maybe 2% better than I was last year. Here's the other thing. Like, What happens if you set your goals, super solid average goals, and then you don't hit those? That means you're below average. Yeah. True. Which really means you suck. Yeah. Sorry, it's a get real show, people. If you set average goals and you don't meet them, you suck. <laughs> We're just telling it like it is. Okay, so we've established you've set a goal. You've put it against your vision to make sure it's in alignment. What do you do next? Then I break the goal down into bite-sized chunks. And I determine how long each one of those chunks is going to take me so that I can make sure I hit my goal. Okay. And then how do you follow up to make sure the bite-sized chunks get done? This is really cool. So just like we have company meetings every single week, I'm constantly looking at my goals hmm. and I'm constantly looking at my vision and I'm trying to determine whether or not I'm on track or if I'm off track. Did I talk about my bodybuilding competition in the last one? I think I did. Yes, you did. I think I did. Yeah. And that's one where I was completely off track. I was working really, really hard and I was trying to gain weight. I was eating everything I could find and I could not gain weight. I was 60 days in to my year and I had made almost no progress. And this is scary because I just said that in front of everybody and I got to make this happen. So what did I do? I was off track. I knew I had a problem. That's where most people quit. I didn't quit. I was like, what do people do when they don't know how to do something and it's really, really important to them? They go find someone who knows how to do it. So what I did, I went and I got a coach immediately upon me getting a coach. It's really funny because I thought I was eating a ton. Turns out when you want to gain 20 pounds of muscle in a year, you have to eat way more than I thought you had to eat. Hmm. In addition to that, shocker, you have to eat the appropriate macros to be able to do that. And I didn't even know what those were. Hmm. So having a coach, that wasn't really what was holding me up. It was diet. It was my consumption that was holding me up. I wasn't drinking enough water and I was not eating enough food. I was probably 1,500 to 2,000 calories off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And I thought I was eating a lot. The other thing is, is that I realized that the volume of food, when you eat actual food, guess what I was eating <sighs> was not what my coach would call real food. When you actually start eating like rice and mm -hmm. chicken and I mean, 
it's different when you throw a whole bunch of fat on it because fat has a lot of calorie content and it can boost things up. But when you can't have that much fat and you have to have tons of protein and you have to eat clean protein sources, the volume of food to get generate that many calories is enormous. It was like a full-time job. Wow, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it was exhausting. The workouts were not exhausting. Eating the food was exhausting. Yeah. Then what I learned is three weeks later after my body got used to being fed that much food, I started to actually lose fat just like my coach told me I was going to. What? Crazy. This is the most crazy thing ever. I was gaining muscle, losing fat every single week. Huh. And then in addition to that, I was starving all the time. If I missed a meal by 30 minutes, my body was like, hey, what the hell, dude? How dare you? We're used to getting fed right now. And we're used to getting fed like 350 to 400 calories right now. And if I don't have it, I'm going to- So it was like on a time schedule? I had to eat like eight meals a day. So yes, it was pretty much on a schedule. Wow. I did not know this side of this story. Well, so that's what I'm saying. I completely underestimated hmm. what it was going to take me to get that goal. And I thought that I had planned pretty well, Yeah, but I didn't. And I would have never known had I not gone and got a coach for that. So I failed first, recognized the failure, sought counsel from somebody who understood what the heck they were doing. And immediately the ship turned around. Hmm. Yep. Because you talked about this last time, but for those who didn't listen in last time, yep. he missed it by like 90 days and had to just move the competition back, right? You still competed, but you had to adjust the timeline. I think that's a really good story to illustrate this point that you have to plan the steps necessary, even the tiny little things, right? Like how much rice and like to be able to hit that goal and then not viewing it as a failure if you need to adjust. And I don't think you adjusted down. You just had to no. change the timeline. I did not adjust my goal at all. Yeah, I just had to move the timeline a little bit. And I'll say I wouldn't have had to move the timeline if I'd have recognized way earlier that I was failing mm. and sought help earlier. Good point. That's a really good point. Big, important thing. But I tell that story just to say, when you set gigantic goals, the tendency is going to be to underestimate. Mm -hmm. Overestimate your ability and underestimate the activity that is going to be required. So you want to make a million dollars next year? Guarantee you, if you've never made a million dollars in a year, you are going to way overestimate <laughs> your abilities. Yeah. And you're going to way underestimate the amount of work and effort it is going to take to do that. Yeah. Good point. I'm not saying don't make the goal. I'm just saying, when you sit down to make the goal, don't make some goal and then not follow it up with, okay, this is how my life is going to have to change, right? Now, that's the other piece when I set my goals by myself, but I always include Bobby Joe. I can't set a goal that is going to completely annihilate the way that we live hmm. and not ask her yeah. and not include her in that decision. She's been super supportive of all of the crazy stuff I've done over the years, but... <laughs> I still need to include her in that decision because that bodybuilding competition completely altered our lives. For sure. Just not eating sugar alone is uh, altering for the whole family. Just the amount of food yeah. that we had to buy and prepare. <laughs> hours of meal prep. I mean, hours and hours of meal prep. Man. God bless Bobby Joe. Hours of meal prep. All year long she did for me. So, yeah. Wow. 
crazy. I guess to sum everything up here. So when you arrive at this, you create, you line out all the steps that you need to take. You have follow-up in place. Maybe you get a coach or a mentor or someone like an accountability partner or something, someone that can help you stay in alignment and maybe have your family on board. And um, the other things I heard out of that too were about checking your vision and your goals with your family, with your spouse for sure. And then maybe even with your kids, if it's going to impact your more of your extended family as well. I guarantee you, if I'd have known what a vision was, it would not have been congruent with my vision, mm. that bodybuilding competition. It just wouldn't have, which means I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have never set the goal. Yeah. That's a good point. I was just telling my daughter today, she was asking about vision. It's funny because we were talking about goals and things like that. And she's like, well, what if I do my vision and then I find out during the year that I hate what I wrote? I'm like, well, the cool thing is it's yours, Yeah, which means you can just change it. And then I gave her some funny stories. Like when I first did my vision, when I first sat down with Sean, I was right next to Bobby Joe and I was in an event three days with Sean. And I actually wrote down some things. One of the things I wrote down is that I wanted to go back and do martial arts again. Oh. And at the time I thought, man, I really do want to do this. <laughs> I also wrote down that I wanted to learn how to race motorcycles, which I mean, I still kind of do. But then every year I didn't do them. So. I would look at that on my vision. I'm like, yep, I'm going to do that someday. It's going to be part of my vision. I'm going to do it. And then last year, I took them off. Huh. I came to the realization that I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to do that. Anti-face punching. Got it. Yeah. I also realized that while it would be super cool, I love speed. I don't want to wreck going 100 miles an hour on a motorcycle. My body is not going to dig that at this age. Yeah. I've aged out. I guess, of those two things. And I don't have the desire that I once did to do either one of them. I loved, you know, mixing it up. I wrestled in high school. I loved martial arts. If they'd have had UFC and mixed martial arts back in the day when I was younger, I would have done it. I would have loved it. But now I'm almost 50. I have buddies who are still doing it, 40s, 50s. God bless them. They don't mind getting punched in the face. I'm just done <laughs> getting punched in the face. So... Yeah, I'm proud to say I've never been punched in the face. And that's what keeps me from I've told you that I would love to do like some fighting boxing type of stuff because I think I'd really enjoy it. But the getting hit in the face thing. Nope, nope, wouldn't enjoy that. Now everybody out there. So this is the get real show. Now everybody out there is like Ron's such a wuss. He doesn't want to get hit in the face anymore. And you're right. I absolutely am. And the cool thing is that I can admit that. Yeah, I just have no desire to get punched anymore. So you own your vision. Yeah. You own your goals. I think if you have your vision first, you won't set goals that will upset or be incongruent with your vision, which will allow you to not give up on them. I think we make excuses a lot of times for quitting mm. because it's just too hard or it's just taking too much time or whatever. Well, if you sit down at the beginning of the year and you say, this is my vision, this is how I want my life to look and work and be, then everything fits. You don't have any excuse to quit. Yeah. And people who achieve goals do not quit. Yeah. Period. I think that's one thing that we should highlight for just a minute is looking back. Take a look back and see how you did on your goals before lining up for the next. One thing that we do as a family is we have a family awards ceremony. I don't think I've told you this before. Nice. I like it. We do it New Year's Eve or like the day before, day after type of thing. And everyone gives each other awards. It's really fun. I have younger kids than you, but my oldest, they'll turn 14. So 
<laughs> I feel like we would have the Dundies if we did it. <laughs> we would have the Dundies from the office. I'm not even going to say the awards that we would get, but all of the inappropriate awards would be given out at our award ceremony. I guarantee it. Yeah. Can I come to your award ceremony? That'd be fun. The Dundies are amazing. <laughs> it would definitely be funny if we did that. Yeah. Just don't quit, people. Please don't quit. Mm -hmm. You deserve to win. And here's the other thing. If I'm off track at the end of the year, if I miss my gigantic, gnarly, massive goal by 10, 20, even 30%, I missed it, but I did so much better. I moved myself forward so much further than I would have if I would have set one of those ridiculous, average, realistic goals. Yeah. Seriously ask yourself before you set one of those dumb, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Hey, before you set a stupid goal, ask yourself if you want to set a stupid goal. <laughs> that was not very nice. It was not the kinder, gentler Ron. You can email in and send your goals and we'll have Ron rate your goals. <laughs> stupid goal, great saying. goal, stupid goal. Let me rephrase for those out there who prefer the kinder, gentler Ron. If you're about to set a goal that does not stretch you, I would just question if you want to grow or you don't want to grow. Yeah. If you're on a growth path, maybe kick it up a notch. Was that nicer? That was nicer. Much nicer. Okay. But I still think you could email your goals and Ron can tell you if your goal sucks. Dumb. That's a stupid goal. <laughs> Listen, no goal is dumb. That is bigger than you think you are. Yeah. How about that? Everything that equals what you think you are is a dumb goal. And the reason I say that it's a dumb goal is because if it's equivalent to what you believe you are now, you are not stretching yourself at all. That means there's no growth, which means there's no reason for the goal. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a drop mic moment right there. I kind of shut up there for a second <laughs> just to let it sink in. It is stupid. So on that note, now that I've demotivated everybody on the show, you, however, are not demotivated. I know it. I can feel it. You are going to get out there and make something happen this week. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.